Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be sort of a first impressions review of Season of the Drifter. I wanted to kind of collect my thoughts a little bit. Uh, This isn't going to be a full review because not everything is out yet, but I did want to cover everything up to Tier 2 Reckoning. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Just look up say no to rage on Twitch, the Twitch app, or on Twitter. Throw me a follow there. You can come in and catch me live right now and join the conversation. That's when I have these hit the feeds. If I'm not live, hitting the follow button will make sure that you don't miss out on these. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you click the like and subscribe button, that helps as well. So I want to talk about the rhythm of the content. I want to talk about how the content's narrow. And then I want to end by talking about leveling and infusion. Because I do think that's part of the discussion in Season of the Drifter since they did add the surge bounties to try to address some of the issues with leveling. So let's just talk about rhythm. This is where I'm probably going to actually have some positive things to say. I know people have been giving me a hard time lately. They're like, why are you being so negative? Why, you, you, you're, not, you're not making any negative content about Anthem. Uh, I actually am making negative content about Anthem. My last three videos about Anthem were negative, and the Anthem video I'm going to do today will probably be mostly critical and asking them to make changes. So, number one, that's not true about my content. And number three, I... As far as as far as the way that they structure it, did I just go number one, number three? I'm good at math. Uh, number one, that's not true. Number two, uh, as far as Destiny goes, my negativity is always driven. My critical content is always driven by wanting the content to be better. I want the content to be better. I want the game to be enjoyed by the community. I want the game to improve. If you watch all of my content leading up to Forsaken, you will see the exact same tone and the exact same approach. The idea was, these are areas of the game that feel vacant and need improvement, and I would like to see them improved and bettered, and that's what drove my content. And a lot of the communication from the community and a lot of the feedback from the community is what led that content to being so good. They listened to the community, they filled a lot of those vacancies and a lot of those pitfalls and they made the content significantly better so i'm doing the same thing now and this front half of the video is going to be more positive than negative but i wanted to kind of get that out of the way like listen i understand i don't like being negative either but we definitely want to make sure we're criticizing what feels like pitfalls in ultimately an experiment that's what the annual pass ultimately is it's an experiment to see how we will respond to drip feed content so Whenever I look at the rhythm of this content, I actually think it's pretty good. Pivoting from Gambit Prime to Reckoning isn't that bad. Reckoning is actually pretty fun. And Reckoning Tier 2 brings to the game a solution to one of the things I criticize. Why can't we just, you know, farm for the guns? Why can't we go somewhere and particularly farm for the guns? It's kind of hard to try to get the guns in the Gambit Prime content because it seems to only drop when you're doing specific things inside of Gambit Prime. So now that you can farm the Reckoning for the guns, I find the Reckoning to be really, really good. And if you can get synths pretty easily from Gambit Prime games, it's not a bad pivot going back and forth. If you're not a huge fan of Gambit Prime, you only have to play, you know, one or two games. It's one round, and then you can go kind of farm the Reckoning. You don't even need the synths. You can make one moat and never use it, and that'll give you access to that tier, you know, tier two Reckoning. Make that one moat and then never use it. If you are just going for the guns, you don't want to kind of use up your moats. 
one of the only problems well maybe not only problem one of the major problems with how they've structured the rhythm though is that tier one and tier two armor is basically worthless uh there's no reason within a week of the content coming out they've now made tier one reckoning literally worthless it doesn't matter even if you're like well people could go in and get the tier one stuff and figure out the perks I don't think that's a really good way to treat your player base to create content that within the week is made irrelevant and even to the people that do it if they're paying attention or maybe they're going to find out after the fact that content's worthless to them the rewards you get from tier 1 and tier 2 with respect to armor serve literally no purpose other than as we've said well it exposes you to the perks but then you find out after getting exposed to the perks that that armor is no good yeah tier 3 armor is the only armor you really want if you're going for the gamut prime loadouts so i'm not really sure why they did that from a logistical level the rhythm is good from a reward level it's not good they've basically created content that doesn't matter almost immediately which i think is an enormous uh mistake and i would like to see that rectified in some way whether you make the tier one and tier two armor upgradable if you're grinding tier one and tier two and you get a roll that you really like make it upgradable but make it costly so as you level up it makes more sense to grind the harder difficulties, but if you have if you're lower level and can only grind the lower levels, at least some of that stuff can kind of come with you. I understand why they don't want tier one and tier two armor to be uh, perpetual, because then no one would grind tier three. Tier three is going to be significantly harder, and you would just basically grind tier one and tier two for quicker turnover rate on the armor, and then you'd upgrade it. So I get that. So the rhythm's not terrible, and especially now that you can grind Reckoning 2 for the weapons, that's pretty good. Now let's talk about how the content's narrow. This isn't much different than Black Armory, and a lot of people complain about Black Armory. They're like, well, if you didn't want to do the forges, there was basically nothing to do. My defense of Black Armory was that the forges were at least in line with the basic sort of rhythm and structure of Destiny content for the last four years. You kill ads, you satisfy a mechanic, kill a boss, get loot. That's essentially the core elements of Destiny. Forges are a microcosm of the core pieces and the main pieces that go into a strike or a nightfall, so they weren't sort of out of step. Gambit Prime and Reckoning are kind of out of step with most Destiny content, and that makes the content not just narrow, but divergent from most Destiny content up to this point, which could potentially hurt the content long term. Given that Gambit Prime is essentially just Gambit again with once you kind of learn it's a race to 25 and then I see people complaining about invading during during the boss. Listen, just don't damage the boss. It's still a bake, okay? Ignore the invader. You get your get your stacks of by killing the envoys and ignore the boss. Once you're about to get stack four, don't kill the last envoy. Wait for the invader to be gone and then melt the boss. We had invaders kill us upwards of 18 times in a game because they were strong invaders, but it didn't matter. We were ahead in the race, and as long as we weren't damaging the boss and waiting to do a melt, the invader has no power over the flow of the game. Race to 25, be the first to invade, have one good invader. You'll probably summon first. If you summon first, you just blitz the envoys to get your stacks ahead of the other team, and then you'll probably win. And that's why I don't think Gambit Prime is really going to capture a lot of people, because it's just really, really sweaty, and because it's really, really sweaty, it's difficult for casuals, and being difficult for casuals isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's going to drive people away, because that's it. 
it's okay to have content that's not easy for casuals. Scourge of the Past would be my defense of this. You go and you do Scourge of the Past, you need a team, it's a raid, you need coordination, you need, you know, it's it's not content for casuals, that's okay. But Scourge of the Past wasn't the crux of Black Armory's content. The Forges were the crux of the content. And so, that's one of the dilemmas with this this the meat of the content is basically Gambit Prime. And if you go and run Reckoning, again, the good thing about Reckoning is that you can you can do Reckoning to farm the weapons, especially Tier 2, but if you start getting the armor and you start realizing that Tier 1 and Tier 2 are worthless, and then you start trying to grind the lower, uh, I'm sorry, you start trying to grind the higher tiers, you really start to realize, you're like, well, the armor is only for Gambit Prime, and Gambit Prime is one game mode, and there are and there are more maps coming out. There are more maps coming out, but, but with time, the concern would be that people are just going to get burned out because you're literally only you're literally only doing the same thing you did in normal gambit and now there's just going to be some perks and some ways to make stack teams even stronger i don't think random teams are going to be able to do much and that's okay they're not supposed to again the point i'm trying to make is is we're not really doing anything that was that divorced from the, the pitfalls of dlc pattern before okay we still have really narrow content offerings warmind okay warmind and Curse of Osiris had narrow content offering with respect to grind, but you had a campaign beforehand. So you had the Forge and Warmind. I'm sorry, you had the Forge and Curse, and then you had like Escalation Protocol and some of the weapon grinds, and then you had like the raid, the raid uh, layer in Warmind. But that's it. Once you got through the campaign, it was a narrow content offering. We're in the same boat. So they cut campaign. They cut dialogue, they cut stories, and we were supposed to get drip feed content. Ultimately, what we got is the same amount of content, but we didn't get campaigns. Now, I applauded that decision. I said, we don't really need campaigns. We play through the campaigns once and we never go back. I'm okay with that. But essentially, we just have no campaign, no strikes, no vendor refreshes, and a small cycle of content to circle through. Now, if that's all Bungie can do, if their bandwidth is basically built to allow for this, if they're basically delivering to us what they can, then I guess we just have to come to accept it. But I don't feel like we've really gained content. I feel like we should have gained content. If you're not doing strikes, if you're not doing campaign, why are we not gaining content? Ultimately, what was Black Armory? It was a couple of forges, some weapon pools, and some questline guns. That's it. Uh, Season of the Drifter, same scenario you're getting Gambit Prime with a couple of maps and three tiers of Reckoning and that's it, I'm not saying the content's bad, I'm saying that's thin content given that we were supposed to net more by taking away strikes, campaign there's no vendor refreshes so my feedback to Bungie is I would really set your sights on structuring the content in a similar way but you've got to at least give us either strikes or vendor refreshes rejuvenate the old content beyond milestones to level up because that's generally the only way the old content's being treated the old content is just sort of being treated as a gateway a a, a frustrating RNG based gateway into the new content instead of it being refreshed and given given new life content's not given new life if you're running through it mechanically to get levels it would be given new life with vendor refreshes so let's end by talking about leveling up and infusion because i think this touches on this leveling was bungie's um leveling was bungie's sort of like 
fumble, I think, with this content, okay? And we do know it was bugged week one. They've admitted that. But that's not going to solve the problem of RNG, okay? It's not going to solve the problem of RNG. You could still get four energy weapons in a row and make almost no progress. So even though they're fixing some of the bugged drops, you're still going to struggle with leveling. And enhancement cores are still short-circuiting leveling because it makes people feel like they can't infuse and use the things that they want. So I would immediately, as fast as they can, remove the sob cap, get enhancement cores out of infusion so people can just enjoy leveling. And then instead of repurposing old content with milestones that are unrewarding and frustrating, I would repurpose old content with vendor refreshes and new pursuits. So if you don't like the small offering of content, if you didn't like the forges, if you don't like Gambit Prime, there's something else for you to do. That that would be my call to Bungie for seasonal life. Because right now if you don't like gambit prime and you don't like reckoning there's nothing for you to do other than level your your character for basically no reason and the way that you level your character is frustrating it's rng based and it's routing you through old content with no sense of reward so I'm not thrilled with Season of the Drifter. I think it does have good rhythms. It does have good rewards. The guns look cool. But the means of getting the rewards is through Reckoning. And Reckoning just feels like a, a, a piece of content that's under underrealized. Because the early, early tiers are meaningless. They're meaningless because of the armor. And the main crux of the reward structure in Reckoning is armor for Gambit Prime. So it's kind of got two marks against it. Tier 1 and Tier 2 become irrelevant with respect to armor, and the armor itself is so tied to Gambit Prime that if you don't like Prime, you're not motivated to play. So, I think they're getting logistical rhythm down, but I don't think they're getting they're getting incentive and vendor, like, game refresh down. It feels too narrow. It doesn't feel like we've actually gained more content by taking away strikes, vendor refreshes in campaign. I feel like ultimately we're ending up with less content, and that's not a good feeling. The only silver lining is you're spending less money. You're, you know, 30 to 35 bucks for the annual pass for a year's worth of content is actually less money than, like, the $40 you would have paid for you know, curse and war mine. So we're going to transition to Q and A as, as I say, with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.